Hi, my name is Pamela Coons, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Division of Oncology at Yale School of Medicine and Yale Cancer Center. I'm excited to announce ASCO's new open access journal, JCO Oncology Advances. As the inaugural editor-in-chief, I hope to support JCO Oncology Advances to become the premier platform to bridge the gap between accessible scientific research and clinical care. Stay tuned for more information, including new article types, at ascopubs.org forward slash JCO Oncology Advances. We look forward to seeing your submissions in spring of 2024. This JCO podcast provides observations and commentary on the JCO article, Prognostic Value of KI67 Index Cytology and Growth Pattern in Mantle Cell Lymphoma, results from randomized trials of the European MCL Network by Ava Hoster et al. My name is Brian Till, and I am an assistant professor at the University of Washington and an assistant member at the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center in Seattle, Washington. My oncologic specialty is lymphoma. Mantle cell lymphoma is a distinct subtype of B-cell non-Hodgkin lymphoma with historically poor outcomes. However, there is significant heterogeneity in clinical course, with some patients having indolent disease that can be followed without therapy, sometimes for years, and other patients with very aggressive disease. It is therefore important to have biomarkers and or clinical prognostic factors to counsel patients and ideally to guide therapy decisions. The Mantle Cell Lymphoma International Prognostic Index, or MIPI, was formulated by the German Low-Grade Lymphoma Study Group in 2008 and separates patients into low, intermediate, or high-risk categories based on four readily available clinical variables, age, performance status, LDH, and white blood cell count. This index has repeatedly been shown to have prognostic value for overall survival in several Mantle Cell Lymphoma studies. The proliferation of tumor cells in the diagnostic biopsy specimen has also been repeatedly shown to be important for prognosis and mantle cell lymphoma. This can be measured by counting mitotic events per high-power field, performing gene expression profiling, or using immunohistochemistry to stain proteins associated with cell division. The most widely used and validated method is the KI-67 index. This is the percentage of tumor cells that stain positive for the KI-67 protein, which is expressed during late G1, S, G2, and M phases of the cell cycle. The KI-67 index has been reproducibly shown to have a strong association with overall survival in patients with mantle cell lymphoma. A modification of the MIPI, called the biologic MIPI, or MIPI-B, incorporates the KI-67 index. Although the MIPI-B reliably defines a high-risk group that does poorly, the low and intermediate risk groups are not well separated. In the article that accompanies this podcast, Dr. Hoster and colleagues addressed this limitation by analyzing data from four previously reported randomized European MCL network trials in order to identify the prognostic value of the KI-67 index, blastoid cytology, diffuse histological growth pattern, and MIPI score. They found that the KI-67 score and MIPI consistently emerged as the two most important independent prognostic factors after adjustment for other variables. They also found that the KI-67 index had a natural inflection point at 30%, where all patients below that cutoff had similar survival regardless of specific score. The authors created a new prognostic index 
by combining the MIPI score and KI-67 and giving them equal weight. The KI-67 was dichotomized with a cutoff of 30%, and the MIPI score was incorporated as simply low, intermediate, or high risk. The possible combinations of these two factors were divided into four prognostic categories, and the authors called this new index the combined MIPI, or MIPI-C. This index led to better separation of survival curves than either the MIPI or MIPI-B, likely as a result of giving the KI-67 index equal weight to the MIPI score. This study also made the interesting observation that blastoid morphology loses its prognostic significance after KI-67 is adjusted for, and that growth pattern and cytology also have little importance once the KI-67 and MIPI scores are taken into account. The MIPI-C index still needs to be validated using a separate data set, but if confirmed, it would likely be the best prognostic index currently available for mantle cell lymphoma. The question then is, how should the KI-67 index and MIPI score be used in clinical practice and in clinical trials? To begin with, the prognostic value of these elements is now sufficiently established that a KI-67 stain should be routinely performed as part of the tissue analysis for all newly diagnosed mantle cell lymphoma patients, and the four MIPI factors should also be collected. In clinical practice, the primary utility of these parameters, in my view, is to counsel patients about prognosis. There is, at this time, no proven role for using them to guide therapy. Ideally, every patient should be considered for a well-designed clinical trial. However, an argument could be made that patients with high-risk MIPI and KI-67 should be especially advised to consider novel therapies on clinical trials since they do poorly with standard therapies, including with intensive cytarabine-containing regimens and autologous stem cell transplantation. Other practical applications in the clinic could be to increase the frequency of post-treatment surveillance for relapse in patients with high-risk scores, and also to favor the use of maintenance therapy in these patients. In clinical trials, the main application of these indices should be for stratification to ensure equivalent distribution of MIPI and KI-67 scores during randomization. It would also be reasonable to conduct exploratory studies using high-risk MIPI-C or KI-67 index as eligibility criteria in order to test novel frontline therapies in this high-risk population. It should be emphasized that KI-67 needs to be done according to standard methodology. This involves counting the percentage of positive cells among 100 lymphoma cells in two separate representative areas of lymphoma at high magnification. Simply eyeballing or using automated digital image analysis to obtain a score correlate poorly with the gold standard, and so an accurate count is crucial to be able to interpret the results correctly. Although it is a robust prognostic tool, the MIPI-C has its limitations. The MIPI factors are statistically robust, but also somewhat nonspecific and fairly blunt tools for assessing disease biology. For example, advanced age and poor performance status could each be associated with worse disease biology, but inferior outcomes in these patients could also be due to comorbidities or more complications and mortality caused by therapy. Ultimately, what mantle cell lymphoma patients need are more precise biomarkers that allow physicians to make individualized recommendations about therapy based on specific biological characteristics of the tumor. Since the KI-67 is a biological variable, the movement towards placing more weight on this in the MIPI-C score 
is a welcome step in the right direction. However, we will no doubt one day look back on the MIPI and KI-67 as relatively primitive and imprecise methods of assessing disease risk. Even now, there are several other important mantle cell lymphoma biomarkers that were not assessed by the authors, including SOX11, P53, P16, INC4A, P27, MDM2, RB1, or microRNAs such as MIR-29. Hopefully in the not-too-distant future, we will be assessing each patient's tumor by sequencing or gene expression profiling and making tailored treatment decisions. Until then, the MIPI-C will remain a useful prognostic tool. This concludes this JCO podcast. Thank you for listening. For more original research, editorials, and review articles, please visit us online at jco.org. This production is copyrighted to the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Thank you for listening.